Another fantastic week in the NFL once again. Big plays, big games, and some big performances. The Cincinnati Bengals, boy, oh boy. Legitimacy, we talked about it last week. Are they in our top 10 list? We're going to give us top 10 power rankings for keys to the cities. And also, we're going to be talking about young quarterbacks. No, we're not talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the class from 2018 to 2021. We're going to give us our report cards. Passing or fail for some of these quarterbacks. And then we want to talk about who the best team in the AFC and the NFC is. Right now, it seems easy, does it? You're going to have to stay tuned. Keys to the City is next. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Or you could check out the podcaster Joe at Twitter. <laughs> you know why I'm cracking up right now? <laughs> I'm cracking up right now because of Joe's message in the private chat saying he's still talking. Does Ted ever the real poll we should be posting? We posted a couple of polls. Go check it out at Keys to the City on our Instagram page or at Facebook as well, Keys to the City for both links. We should have posted a poll. Will Ted ever stop talking? Yes. Joe, don't worry, don't worry Joe. I just had both of your accounts. We don't know if Ted will ever stop talking. That is a, a question that millions want to know. Sure, it's, I haven't stopped talking since I was born, since I came out of the womb. I got no, in trouble. In it's two school. minutes in, and he's already talking. And listen, I, it, used yeah. the, it used to say on the report card, John is often talkative. And my father used Ooh. to go, stop talking. Just go like that. I'm <laughs> glad you said report cards because we are going to be giving out report cards, passing or fail. We're not going to give actual grades. We're going to just say if they passed or failed from the classes of 2018 the 2021, I know 2021, still early TBD, but we're going to talk about them because D. Joseph McGuire wanted to get into this, has a lot of information on each of the quarterback class. We'll have that for you. And also, like I said, we're going to start off with our power rankings, but we also want to talk who's the best team right now in the NFC and who's the best team in the AFC. I know the power rankings might speak for itself, but they may be different in how we really truly feel about who's the best in each conference. But we're going to start off a little different today. We're not talking any New York Giants this week, by the way. So you're going to have to stay tuned for Friday's show, as well as talking dynamic duos. We've been posting. You can check it out also, Keys to the City and Instagram. Dynamic duos. Who are the top three best dynamic duos, quarterback receivers, in currently the NFL? We're going to do something different, though. We're going to do our power rankings. We've been doing it for the past couple weeks. We're going to be doing it from here on out for the rest of the season on Tuesday every week. So check that out. We're going to do top 10. We've been doing top five. But now that we've seen top 10, we've seen 10, maybe 12 legitimate teams. And maybe we should start considering some serious contenders. And who wants to start? Raise your hand because this is a yeah, of course, the guy that doesn't stop talking. How did I know he was? Not Let me go first. Let me get it out of my system. All right, so here we go. Here is hey, ten. You know what? You, you listen. Maybe an idea for the show down the road is maybe you get like a buzzer or a timer. Like, okay, two minutes, Ted, you're up. Bang. You know what I mean? Kind of like a PTI thing where like, okay, you or can't keep just, going. Or I could just do this and just mute you, so you could try to start talking right now and. Yeah, I could give you the double bird like the lady in Chicago did too. <laughs> like Eli on live TV when he looked like this. Yeah, you could be the Eli and just flip me off. Exactly. By the way, did you see Eli with Brady last night? You saw that thing? It's hilarious. Eli once again beats him in the comments. Listen, nobody, listen, their conversation though last night, I know not to get off, was great. Just Brady's you like you almost knew like he pr was preparing for it like a game. He, he knew exactly. It was great. That was great television. Last well, as night. we all anticipated, especially he for likes, a really bad game. As we all anticipated, Brady rather play Peyton than Eli. But let's get back into our top ten list, and we'll start off with the most talkative person in this entire world. Maybe on the entire. I should not say the entire world. I'll just say the entire East Coast, and that's Ted Keys. Also, Ted's Eats. You can follow at Instagram. Here is Ted's. Top 10 list of top 10 teams currently in the NFL. So when you look at it, 
I really don't have an issue with it. I don't. I'm not. I I I, I don't have an issue with this list. Joe, it's the first five are all NFC. I don't know if you noticed the last five are all AFC. Joe, how do you feel about seeing all of the top five teams being NFC teams and no love to the AFC? Um, I I did that. So I I told you, I uh, Teddy, just so you know, I told Trev last night I picked a top ten who I felt deserved to be in the top 10. And after I did that, I started placing them in order. And definitely agree with the Cardinals. I I think right now they're one, uh, two, three. I'm right there with you. I did throw AFC uh, in my four or five slots just because it's hard to say that. I mean, the top five teams... In the NFL, I don't know. Um, I'll explain my reasoning. With I think the Bengals didn't the Bengals beat the Cowboys? No, but they, they, the they didn't even play. The Bengals. I'm thinking of the, the Chargers. Never mind. Cowboys too. Here's yeah. my thought process. And when I look at the five teams of the of the NFC, the only one that you could question is really the Packers because they've played their softest part of the schedule. If you go look at their schedule the next five or six weeks, their schedule definitely ramps up. So they've they've taken advantage. of of the game. Yes, they could have lost to the Bengals, but they didn't. They won. When you look at the five AFC teams that I have following the top five NFC teams, all five of those teams have somewhat a, a, a cracked in their, in their armor. They all have some type of issue that you can pick on. And any one of those five teams could be interchangeable. You can make the argument that the Titans right now, after beating the chiefs and bills in back to back weeks are the best team in the AFC. You can make the argument after the Bengals just went in and, and, and beat up on the Ravens that they're the best team in football. I'm already in the AFC. Um, the Ravens, I think they overlooked the Bengals coming off a big win at the Chargers. So maybe if they played again on a different week where they're not coming off a big win, maybe they take care of the Bengals. Listen, it happens in the NFL. The Chargers are dynamic, but their defense is sloppy. Um, and the reason why I look at those five, I look at those five NFC teams and like, they're all better than the AFC teams. Put the Cowboys against the Bengals. The Cowboys are beating them. The Cowboys' offense is just as good as the Bengals, if not better. You know, their offensive line is better, and you got to take into that consideration. Their defense is opportunistic. You know, I mean, I look at the three teams, the Bucks, Rams, the Cardinals, they're just better than everyone right now. I think they're dominant on all facets of the game, coaching, offense line, defense, secondary. So that's the reason why I went with that. Um, you know, as we've done this week by week, we did the top five. We've expanded this week to top ten. You know, I, I was looking at I, I I was trying to figure, do we play the game with, like, well, this team beat that team and record? And I'm like, how about just the eye test? What what really what really looks in your eyes and says, ah. And, and because I thought about putting the Ravens at five, even though they lost to the Bengals, because I still think they might be the best team in the AFC. But the Bills, listen, they can't run the football. They can't run the football. But I can understand the argument. And Trev talked about this last night when we when I got home from work. He's like, I think I he goes. I think that he had the Bills slipping at number five. I understand. I was, I was ready to go last night. I said I was talking to both of you guys on the way I, at work last night. I was talking to you on the way home. I was talking to John on the way home. I was ready to go. I was I was spewing information. I was ready to go last night if I wasn't working. But I don't have an issue with this list. I mean, this is a, like that's why how we're going to talk about the AFC NFC. I know the power rankings. You look at it, you're like, oh well. So obviously he's going to pick the Cardinals. He's going to pick the uh, Bengals as because they're first in the. Well, everybody's different because they're all. It's a wide open league right now. Realistically, but these are definitely the ten open. best teams right now. Realistically, Even though I mean, you have a team that's not in there. You have a team like the Raiders who have been playing very well since Gruden's departure. They play an inspired Derek Carr as is so underrated and so underappreciated that I hopefully he continues to get this, the respect that Derek Carr deserves. He's a, I like Derek Carr a lot. And I think he's going to be a fine quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders for quite some time. I'm going to get into Joe's Joe, list. Joe, how about this though? Before, before I mean, Joe's this, Joe, how about this though? The Titans have beaten the bills and the chiefs in back to back weeks. And, and especially the way they beat the chiefs dominated, but they lost to the jets. They lost to the jets. Like that's, that's the NFL. That's hard to explain a lot of times. But yeah. What do that, we got? That is, what we so look, we that's have. The near, the, that's the way the NFL uh, works. Speaking of the Titans, look at Joe's got the Titans at four. I've, well, I, to me right now, I think that's the best team in the AFC. I do think the Bengals are for real. That win over the Ravens uh, to me, like I said, that was the kind of win I needed to see Joe Burrow and this team get. 
to get it as convincingly as they did in Baltimore. I'm I'm convinced. Uh, so Bucks, Joe, I can ask Cowboys, you a question. Yeah. Why, why is this Oh, no, no, no. I know why he's going to start explaining, but only, it'll probably get into it. Why the Titans and Bengals over the Bucks and Cowboys right now? Um, I, as far as I, they have a much easier path to the Super Bowl than the Bucks and the Cowboys do because the Titans and the Bengals are the big dogs. You've got three NFC teams ahead of the Bucks and the Cowboys, you could argue. Do you think in the end, though, like you see the Titans, you see the Bengals, do you see them in the end being in that conversation where I could see the Bucks easily being on Super Bowl Sunday? I, I'm not I'm not confident enough or comfortable enough to say I can see the Who's Titans. Who's going to win the AFC? Because it's right going to have to – it's I probably going to be – it's I probably – if I hit the bet today, I would bet either on the Titans, the Bengals, maybe the Ravens or the Bills. Those would be my top picks right now. So that's four teams you don't even know. I mean, the NFC is the same way. I mean, No, I, I don't know. know. And and here's a big part of the reason why I don't know. Again, the Titans – that's that's been an impressive team but teddy just mentioned they they lost a bad game the Bengals. this is like i said to me this is their biggest win of the year it's been the biggest this, win in, in years Not this is years, their biggest years. win probably since sometime in the 80s maybe the last <laughs> time they like went that. to the nfc championship what was that in 1991 again when they when they got beat up by the niners in the super bowl it's been a long time I, again this is a huge win for the Bengals. Yep. so you know, look, I, I could swap the Bengals and the Bills, and I would still be happy with the list. I felt like you just needed a good mix of these teams. I was trying to figure out the difference between my list and Ted's, and ultimately I've got the Raiders in there and the Chargers uh, just on the outside. I think the Raiders uh, right now are – and I know they, they lost to the Chargers in L.A. 28-14, but uh, – they're playing inspired right now. They really are. Uh, they also, they beat the Ravens and the Ravens beat the Chargers. So I'm going to go like that and say, I just think right now, to me, the Raiders are just a little bit, I trust okay. them a little bit more. Okay. Well, here's my list. It's going to be Also, totally... was shocked to learn yesterday, Derek Carr is 30. Yeah, he's been in the league since. I was trying year. to, you know, because we were talking about the young quarterbacks, and I'm like, you know, I knew he was a little on, bit older. Hold on, Ted, I don't thought say maybe anything. 28. I was not expecting 30. That kind of shocked know, me. Hold on, do you know who his receiver was in college? Don't answer this, Ted, because you know this. Do you know who his receiver was in college? It's actually one of the best receivers. He plays for Green Bay. Plays for Green oh, Bay. With Devontae Adams. Yeah, him and Devontae were on the same team. Just just yeah. take them, just take that into consideration. They were dynamic at Fresno State. It's a shame that they I mean, Derek Carr has been very he's been always, always well, David. I'll Carr. tell you one thing. I think the Gruden thing has kind of reeled in reeled them in. Oh, yeah, in of course. You have us against the world. This. They're gonna play. And, and Derek Carr, honestly, I know you were talking, Chef. Derek okay. Carr, I know he if we were doing MVP race, he wouldn't be in our top five. But should be considered for MVP candidate. Hell yeah! I was about to I was about to say the other word. I was about to say F yeah, but hell yeah, he should be. He should definitely have some consideration. He's been playing well. He hasn't given you the a reason to say okay, let's move on for him. I think Derek Carr is very underrated and very underappreciated in this league, and I'm glad he's starting to show off his talents. He doesn't even have a doesn't have a healthy offensive line, and you also got to take consideration his tight end hasn't been playing to the level that we expected him to be this year, and he's still delivering. Is the most um, 300 yard games this season, by the way. Our buddy Thomas uh, says the Raiders aren't going anywhere, uh, and I disagree. Look, I think it's I think easy to stay. Are... It's easy to stay with the mentality of the last couple of years. That's why everybody thought the Chiefs were going to roll this year. We talked about the Raiders a lot last year. They looked like they were turning the corner. They beat the Chiefs once. They gave them a run for their money in game two. Yep. There, it's a yep. team I've liked since the season started. I, I said, look, I, I this this team's getting there. I just listen. I every year, every year, every team improves a little bit, except for the Giants, who find ways to get worse each and every year. But <laughs> no, the, most other teams work to improve their their teams, and you have to consider play. that again. If you're the Chiefs and you didn't address that offensive line, and your running game is still a mess with one injury, you know you didn't address the issues. That's why you're where you are right now. The yeah, Giants. Man. The Giants desperately needed to get a pass rusher in there. They didn't do it. They needed a better offensive line, and they didn't do it. And you wonder why they're in the situation they're in. 
It's the situation they built. So let me get into my top 10. Here's my top 10 list. And this will, this will be different from all your guys. So I, I'm expecting some uh, criticism from this. I still believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on paper against anybody in the NFL. Good luck trying to beat that team. They are the, I still am going with them. When they're healthy. I'm, oh, yeah, no, but I'm still going to go with them. I've been on their train since last year. So for everybody that says, oh, here we go. Him, he loves the Bucs. I don't love the Bucs. But I truly believe this team is special. They're starting. They're getting it all together. Last year, they, they you got to think, Brady got it comes into a new system. They didn't really gel with it until late in the season. And that's why they reeled off wins until the Super Bowl. And they won the whole freaking thing. Brady might be why, playing his best football ever. And, and that's this is incredible. So, so this is why I, I picked the Rams. I mean, the Rams, the Cardinals, they're both legit. We're going to see the – it sucks that we don't get to see Devontae Adams this well, week. Well, no, he forward. might be able to play. He's got to get two negative tests. If he's asymptomatic, he's I'll got say. 24. The reason why I picked the Bills, and I know – and I still have the Cowboys in there. I still think the Cowboys are extremely talented. I'll take them over – I mean, I just like what they're doing so far. I know they had the bye. I like it. I'm very impressed with what they've been doing so far this year. reason why I picked the Bills – I do believe this team, there's a reason why they were one of the favorites coming into this year as Super Bowl t- as a Super Bowl favorite. I do believe that they have still the best quarterback in the AFC and Josh Allen right now. I do believe they have the best defense of all those teams right now, better than the Titans, better than the Bengals, better than the Ravens. I do believe, and the Chargers, the Chiefs, I'll take them. I know that they have question marks at that offensive line and that running game, but if I had to pick, if they were to end the day, I feel like they can go into anywhere in the NFL and win on the road. I do feel like a lot of teams couldn't go to Buffalo, and I know it's crazy to sound or say, I don't see the Bengals, couldn't see the Chargers because of that weather. And I'm thinking you got to take in consideration December, January, February, late January. We know how that weather is in the north. It's crappy, rainy, windy, snowy. It's a crap, and we all know how the north is. It's crappy weather in general. Crappy taxes, great pizza, but crappy weather. I'm still going to take the Bills as the best, as as the team right now that I think would be eventually coming out of the AFC. I love what the Titans have done. I'm very impressed by the Titans the past two weeks. Derrick Henry is the best non-quarterback in the entire NFL, probably one of the top three most valuable players in the NFL too. He is indispensable. You cannot lose Derrick Henry. He does it all. Literally, he's throwing touchdowns now. He's just incredible. He's the best back in football. Uh, and, and, I mean, a team like even the Saints last night with Alvin Kamara. But those two guys right now as running backs are just standing out for me. Bengals, how can you not put the Bengals in the top 10 list? They were just outside my top 10 last week. They go into Baltimore, and they kick the crap out of the Baltimore Ravens, a team they cannot ever beat. And they did. And they took care of business. Burrow and Chase lethal could be lethal for years to come and the chargers i know i knocked them they lost the last time we saw them they got killed and they had the bye didn't help i don't trust the packers still i trust Aaron Rodgers. i don't trust the packers that's why i put the packers behind the cowboys and i put them as the third or the fourth best team no i actually have them as yeah the fifth best team in the nfc so what do you think of my list i i can understand the packers because I, I just don't trust. They should be realistically five and two. The Bengals right now should be six and one if it wasn't for Evan McPherson missing four field goals or felt Trev, like a million field goals. Trev, Tommy D just asked you a question. Tommy Delacan. He also called me a traitor, which is hurtful. No, I don't know. I think Tommy, what are you talking about? Trevor a traitor. What do you mean traitor? Because of Cowboys? No, or the, or maybe oh, the Bucks. That? What are you talking about? Hold on. What did he ask me? Let me ask he you. Asked, do you think the Cowboys could beat the Cardinals? Yes. Yes, the the Buccaneers can beat anybody in the NFL currently. They'll be here. The thing. They well, hold on, listen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Let, let's talk about that for a minute because I, I disagree. Okay. I disagree a little bit. This is a team that beat the Cowboys by two points before we knew the Cowboys were any good. They lost to the Rams. They barely beat the Patriots. They blew out a, a terrible Dolphins team. They barely beat the Eagles. And then he, he they blew out a, a disaster. He's, he's confirming. It's not you. Oh, though. good. All right, Thomas. I'm with you. Trevor is a traitor and should be outed accordingly. Um, <laughs> You're up to you in Florida, Joe. I, I, I like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are good. No. I don't think it's fair right now to say they're the number one team. They lost to what I think is the number two team, which is the Rams. So I have a really hard time 
saying that they're the number one team when they lost to my team that's two. Well, well on your the list, they're secondary. Their secondary has taken a beat in this year. I just, I just, I've been on the, I've been on them since last year. I'm not going to get off of them because of just their defense has been bad. When you have that offense that's clicking on all cylinders, that run game has been lethal with Fournette. You get that healthy offense, they'll put up points against anybody in the league. I know their defense is a question mark, but with that pass rush. You know whose defense that, isn't a question mark? The Cardinals. And the Rams. I understand. Yeah. Those are those are seriously good defenses. I have a hard time thinking the Bucs would beat both of those teams back to back weeks to get well, to the Super Bowl. There is there is some good matchups I know we'll talk about on Friday, but like yeah. the Cowboys Vikings game is a very underrated game. The Vikings could easily be five and one. Uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Their field goal because they should have beat the Cardinals. He had a chip shot, and Minnesota and Kirk Cousins have been playing great football. So listen, just like the Bengals should have beat the Packers, coulda, shoulda, woulda. You got to – you got to take care of business. The kickers are part of the team. They're part of the 53. So fun, I, get, I got some stats for you guys. All these teams that we put in, seven of these teams with a five and two or better record are in the top 10 total yards per game. Five teams in the top 10 for rushing yards per game. Seven of them are in the top 10 for passing yards per game. And nine teams of the top 10 that we've seen are in top 10 points per game. Defense, five teams are in the top 10 for defensive yards per game. And six teams in the top 10 for giving up points per game. So no all kidding. these teams that we talked about. No all you these score points, you got to hold them, all these, and that's why. All these, shut up, Ted. All these teams that we've talked about, they're doing something right. And one of the main reasons why is because of their excel, 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 excel every day, exceptional play from all their quarterbacks. And I wanted to get into this. And, Joe, I know you called – we called – we talked last night, and you said, I really want to get into this. I want to get into this quarterback – of the younger quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, we're not going to talk about that class because that was 2017. We're going to stick specifically to 2018 to 2021. And there's some quarterbacks that have question marks. There's some quarterbacks that I think we all can agree have passed so far. And there's some, there's, well, on my list, there's only one quarterback that's failed right now to date, or two quarterbacks, I would say, that have failed to date. But I was talking to Joe about something last night. All these teams that we've said and that we just talked about, they all have question marks. Right, all the all every team has a question mark. There's some sort of a hole that a glaring hole that we could say, well, that's a problem. Okay, there's a couple teams outside the top ten that maybe some of us didn't have. Still, like teams like that are very talented. The Chiefs, it's not their quarterback though, it's their offensive line, it's their defense. There's one team, and we're going to talk about this player in this class because he was in this specific classes. And it's the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Biggest question mark, it's not the defense. It's not their offense because they got playmakers all over the place. When we think of the Browns, their biggest question mark is Baker Mayfield. Am I right? All those top 10 teams that we say, even the Car- even the, the Raiders, a team that some people don't take serious enough, their problem is not Derek Carr. Their problem is their offensive line and their defense. The only team I could say outside the top 10 and inside, I would say top 13 Top 12 teams, I'll go realistically. Top 12 teams. All those teams don't have a problem with their quarterbacks. The one team you would put out of those te- out of those 12 teams would be the Browns, and it would be Baker Mayfield. Yeah, because considering they were just missing both the receivers, both the running backs, and defensive players, and the backup quarterback, Cakes Keenum, did just as well as what Baker Mayfield would have done. That, that says something. That speaks volumes. And, and, that and, they and still won a game. I know that they didn't. They didn't have a they didn't have a full healthy team, but they still won against a Broncos team that was at one point. I know they're now three and four, but was three and zero. They still won the game. What does that well, speak about those Cleveland Browns? So I want to get into it. Well, Let's that and the it. points spread didn't change much once Baker Mayfield was benched, and that's and that's and you know you don't you I know personally Trev don't care about that, but that just speaks volume because like if Herbert or one of these other quarterbacks are. I mean, even if Daniel Jones was being benched with Mike Glennon, there would be a difference in a spread. Oh, I know okay? somebody would be happy on this table if if that happened. Mike Glennon becoming the starter? We, yeah, no, he's no, smiling Joe, right Joe, now. Joe, 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 he's the guy currently are, smiling. Jeff, we should put a poll out. Who does Joe favor more, Mike Glennon or Daniel Jones? No. The real question is, who's Joe's favorite Jake athlete currently right now? Or Kosoa? Who is his favorite athlete right now? Is it Gary Sanchez or is it Gary Sanchez? No, it's Mike. Listen, don't leave, don't leave Mike Glennon out of that conversation. He is quite an athlete on the so side. Let, 
Well, that's a quarterback that ended up failing. If we were talking about Mike Glennon's report card, he would have failed as an NFL He's failed in many places. He, he hasn't failed in New York yet, but give him a chance. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's hope that Daniel Jones doesn't get hurt, and we hopefully not have to see Mike Glennon. So let's All he's looking the- for, give him a chance. He'll blow it. I promise. So let's get into the 2018 class, and this class was supposed to be historically a great quarterback draft class. Well, one quarterback has already been fit, has all failed, and we all agree it's Josh Rosen. So he's a fail. I hate to say it, but he became a bust. He was a top 10 pick, and he was ultimately a bust of a pick. All the other quarterbacks in that class are either question marks or we have to say the two in front automatically passes. I'll just speak for all of you guys. Josh Allen, this is more about the question mark type guys. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, we both can say passing grades. And the other three failed, plain and simple. Darnold, no. Mayfield, and Rosen have all failed. Don't give me any stats or anything to back up Mayfield. When you're the number one pick, you're supposed to be the franchise tone setter. You're supposed to be Peyton Manning. You're supposed to be Eli Manning. You're supposed to be the guy. That's what Kyla Murray has done for the Cardinals. That's what Joe Burrow's done for the Bengals. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be a liability. You're not supposed to be the weak link. He is a weak link. If you're going to be the number one pick, you got to be the difference maker. If he fell in the second round, or if he was the fifth quarterback in, the, in that draft class, I would say, yeah, you still got to give him a C passing grade. He's failed. He has failed. He Think about this, and then I'll just end it on this. Think about of all the quarterbacks we, we're going to talk about or all the quarterbacks that we've mentioned in the top 10, the Allens, the Burroughs, the Tannehills, Rodgers. Imagine those guys having the personnel that Baker Mayfield has. Imagine Daniel Jones having that personnel. I mean, I mean just I, think, I, I, think, I would say Daniel Jones would start. Think, think, think about what Russell Wilson first. would do. I mean, Russell Wilson, I mean, they're awful, the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson is the biggest eraser of any team, maybe in the whole NFL, because they are garbage. Watching that game last night, they, they stink. The only reason why we watch him is because of Russell Wilson. But, Trev, to my point, he's failed. Sam Donald, he's failed. He's, he's, he has not gotten better. His release is too slow, and he makes too many dumb mistakes for a guy that's been in the league for four years. And Rosen, is he even in the league? So he's out. He's failed. He's already He dropped out of college. He's gone. He got kicked out. The other two are hanging on by dear life. They're still asking for mom and dad's money to stay in for their fifth and sixth year, like Van Wilder in the movie from the 1990s. Joe, you look like you had disagreement when he said those two guys specifically. Let's hear it. Listen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, superstars. I'm going to disagree on uh, Baker just a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and listen, being the number one one pick, you're right, Ted. For a number one pick, that's not what they're supposed to be. He's perfect for Cleveland. I'll point out this year, this team has lost to the Chiefs by four, to the Chargers by five on a last-second play, and then got blown out by the Cardinals otherwise. Baker's won more games than he's lost. He's Johnny Manziel, but with wins. Uh, that yeah, I think he's the right guy. I think he's the right style. This is a run-first team with a really good defense. Uh, he still overthrows guys left, right, and sideways, but they catch the ball. They they These guys make great plays for Baker all the time. I'm going to say Baker passes for now. Let's see. Again, he's got some issues now here in his division because suddenly you've got the emergence of the Cincinnati Bengals. You still don't quite know if the Steelers can turn it around. So, uh, Rosen fail. Darnold, listen, let me just say this about Sam Darnold. When he had Christian McCaffrey, he looked like an MVP. Then again, anybody who has Christian McCaffrey behind him would look like an MVP. Uh, Let's see what happens when he gets McCaffrey back assuming he still is the starting quarterback for the Panthers. Yeah. Um, who knows? But, yeah, I, I'm not ready to call Sam Darnold a bust just yet, although that game against the Giants was here. So here's brutal. how I, here's how I, I would make, I'm going to make this quick so we can get to the 2019 class. Yes, um, Allen and Lamar passed. Darnold, for me, is a fail. Um, and Baker, I love Baker Mayfield. I, I've been a huge fan of Baker Mayfield since his Oklahoma days, even Texas Tech days. Here's the thing. You said the Chiefs game and the Chargers game. They lost because at the end, Baker Mayfield had opportunities to win the game, and they lost both of those games 
because of Baker Mayfield. And that's why my biggest question mark for talking about those top 12 teams quickly is it never was the quarterback. Maybe the Titans. I don't think Tannehill's a question mark. They're the only team in my top 12 list, and I'll still put them. I know they're three and four, and you're like, why? Because of the fact they're still so talented, extremely talented, just like the Chiefs. But I would say their biggest question mark is Baker Mayfield. So me, for me, personally, I'm going with the question mark. I even, I'm giving him an incomplete because he's still, for me, he has the potential to be solid, but he has the potential to fail. So I'm going with TBD for Baker Mayfield. Let's get into the 2019 class. They're okay. four and three, not three and four. Just four, so oh know. yes, they're four and three. Yes, they won. They and won he won eleven game. games last year and a postseason game. So That's true. again, I'm gonna, That's I'm true. still gonna err on the side of. Okay. He's closer to passing than failing. But look, if they don't make the playoffs, this is he's on his fifth year, right? I mean, this is it. This could potentially be. He's looking. He's got, I mean, Lamar's gonna get. Josh Allen's already got the big contract. Lamar's already yeah. got. He's gonna get the big contract. I'm still gonna have to wait for Baker. Don't know what's gonna happen with him. Playing so for his why, life right now. Yeah, and he's injured too, which really sucks for him as currently. So I'm going currently for Baker Mayfield and incomplete. Let's get into the 2019 class. Kyler Murray is a pass. Dwayne Haskins is a fail. Daniel Jones. I am. That's I, the incomplete. Because yeah, this organization the organization has failed him. He so has hold on. Take out, no, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let me ask you, Ted. Take out the organization purpose. Would you pass him for his play? I know up until this point or up until this season, yeah. it wasn't to a, a point that you're saying, eh, you know what, I'm still not sold. It's incomplete. But the way he's been playing this year, take away the Rams game because that was a travesty, that entire game for the whole as a whole team in the sense – but he has not been the reason why the New York Giants have struggled this year. So up until this season, you might can say incomplete or fail, a failure you would say. But right now, you're looking at it as like, Daniel Jones looks like he's going to be the answer for the New York Giants. I mean, listen. He's talented enough. Listen, my, my, mind wants to say he's, okay. my mind wants to say he's a failure because when I look at all these other guys, the young quarterbacks, they're doing they're doing dynamic things. Hold on, hold on. They're doing dynamic things in their teams winning division. What is but he not doing? Really, what on, is he not doing? Really you looking, pre- that you're, hold, hold on, on. Let me ask you. What do you not like? Then he's got to look, the, look in the mirror, like the song Man in the Mirror, and go, what have the Giants done to help him, right? Yes, I know they've gotten weapons, but did you see who he's throwing to this week? C.J. Board and Dante Pettis and, and Joe Schmo, okay? I mean, he's the, offense, he was a receiver this week. They're off – their offensive line is god-awful, has not gotten better in every year that he's been there, all right? The defense is not better. And at the end of the day, I don't know if the coaching has gotten better for him, all right? And he is the typical roller coaster quarterback right now for us. There is no there is no balance with him. It's like the Yankees. We're on a 13-game win streak, and now we lose 10 in a row. That's how he is. You look at him this week, and you're like, he played well. He's he's not the reason why we're playing bad. And then the week before, you're like, you want to you just kick him off the team. That, I mean, he's so up and down. But I look at the team, and I'm like, the team is a problem. The organization's a problem. The coach is a problem. Like, I like to see him have 12 games or 15 games where, like, there's an offensive line that someone can block for more than a second who doesn't olay every single guy that goes by. A running back that can stay on the field for more than six plays. A receiver that can catch the ball and doesn't get hurt every time he runs a route. A, de- a coaching staff that says, we're going to let our player, who we drafted number six, be a superstar. And if he falls flat on his face, we ship him out of town. And if he succeeds, he lives up to the billing. I don't think they give him the right opportunity. I think they try to make him do math with pencil and paper when there's a calculator right in front of you. They make it, or they make it so much harder for him. Jim. I just, I don't know what I, I make of him. He's, I would put, give you the same answer maybe in a shorter version, like you said about Baker Mayfield. So So from what I'm hearing from you, I, I think it's more of the organization. It's a more organizational standpoint than it is his play. Maybe Sanders are right. 67. He, he's passing, he, but he's, I mean, he's holding on for dear life. You know, <laughs> I mean, maybe I see it different. I see this quite differently. Look, I think Dan, first of all, Daniel Jones, is a very good player. Um, I find it insulting. He gets mocked week after week, making great plays. Um, 
I mean, that catch has become like a big joke on the internet. How many passes did your quarterback catch this week? Probably zero. One um, and the Giants, by the way, to me, played their best game in about five years. That was the most complete <laughs> New York Giants. That was the most complete Giants performance that we have seen literally since any time in that 2016 by 11 win seasons. I don't know um, about that. Their first half sucked. They were in the listen, third inning. Three home seven runs for 16 on third down. They held the Panthers two for 15, six sacks. They had the turnover, two three and outs, one going in a halftime, and they won the time the time of possession 35-25. That's a great Giants performance. That's everything you could want. Maybe everything I've said that they have failed at this year, they did correct in that Panther game. Daniel Jones is very good, like Baker. And, and Trevor, you're right. I think this is a guy who's in the right place and could do some things. And you're right, Teddy. This is an organizational problem because, like I said earlier, we already knew what this team needed going into the season, and they went out and loaded up on wide receivers for some reason. That didn't make any sense. I also said to your brother last night, bear with me for a minute, I think DJ's skill set is very similar to Lamar Jackson's. Not quite as creative on his feet, but he does have a better arm than Lamar does. I, I would say that too. I think this guy, we've seen glimpses of greatness. I think if the Giants get this guy protected, I think if the Giants get healthy and this defense plays like they did play this past week, this team's going to be fine and we'll forget all this. So, I, I'm Ted, you keep saying, oh, well, when you look at quarterbacks around the league, well, what are the quarterbacks nowadays in the league? Dual threat, right? Ability to run, ability to extend plays with their feet. That's Daniel Jones. I know you look at him and you're like, he looks like Eli all over again, just a more athletic Eli. The, the goofy look, the goofy look, because it's it's not the it's not the appeal. It's not the guy that you like. Oh yeah, it's not Patrick. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's not the Giants. It's the Giants it's, for me. Okay, I know, but that's the thing. It's not. Oh, it's not Josh Allen. Doesn't look like that. Or but look at him. He's got all the tools. He literally has all the tools to be a successful quarterback in this league. And right now, this season specifically, up until this point, I was very uh, up in the air with him. I didn't know if I was going to say, this is our guy. Coming into the season, we didn't know. I know that they're 2-5 and five right now, but he's not the problem. Take away the Rams game. Forget about the Rams game. That was a garbage-ass performance by the entire team from, from, manage, from manage, uh, management all the way down. That was a garbage-ass performance. You could take it. You could say, oh, he was terrible. Well, he didn't have no weapons. He had nothing. He had nothing. That was everything. From top to bottom, it was a garbage-ass performance. So look at every other game. Look at the six games that he's played so far. And he's looked at the part of a top-10 quarterback right now. Now, I'm not all set. Oh, yeah. But he is the type of guy that the Giants can run with and build around with because he's got all the tools for the quarterback, the prototypical quarterback nowadays so me i'm going with the pass i think daniel jones is going to be the guy for the next 10 to 12 years with the new york giants because he has all the tools to make this to make this work for this team it's just the organizational standpoint can they help this guy like they've done with burrow like they've done with herbert they've done with lamar they've done with these younger guys josh allen can you help these guys they've all excelled because you've helped them now it's time for the giants to get on the bandwagon so i'm going with that do what Arizona did for Kyler Murray is you go out there and you get him all the help that he needs. Kyler Murray right now is fourth in QBR behind Brady Stafford and Rodgers. He's second in QB rating period behind Russell Wilson. He's I would only also, getting I would better. Also say, go look at the offensive line in Arizona. They didn't do anything to help him offensive line. They got DeAndre Hopkins. They drafted Rondell Moore. The offense, though, is what saves Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury's offense, Big 12 offense. Get the ball in your hand quick. Playmakers, yep. screens, movement. Get him on the run. Because if you watch the game, he doesn't get protected. His ability to scramble, it saves that offense. Now, I gave you a stat beforehand, and I'll just say it, even though we're not talking about the Giants. Jones has only been sacked 14 times in seven games. You know, it speaks more to his credit than his offensive line. But I would like to see a little bit more versatility in the offense. I'd like to see, you know, Tony and Galladay and Barkley get those guys healthy. And next year, take the two first-round picks and go draft a pass rusher and an offensive lineman and then shut up and keep going. That's what, that's what you should be telling yourself. Shut up and keep going. <laughs> How can you shut up and keep going? I don't know. 
But I would just say shut up in general. Take the keep going out of the part and just to shut up. Oh, yeah, they got Rodney Hudson from Murray. Yeah, okay, yeah, they, yeah. Dropped, they traded so, him for the Raiders. Here, I know, the Raiders just, traded three of their offensive linemen. Derek Carr still succeeded. So, all right. So what's that I think say? Ted just wants to be negative Nancy today and just find a way to just keep bashing him. It's okay, Ted. Let's get into the 20. Well, here's the thing. He's no, earned another year. No, I'm not no. giving him an extension, but he's earned another year. All right, let's get into the 2020 class. Let's finish up with this 20 because the 2020, 2021 class, realistically, most of them are going to be a TBD. We don't know yet. So 2020, let's almost start. Everyone else is a bus. <laughs> According to Joey, Matt. No, I'm just kidding. Joe Burrow. And I've Justin, got numbers to back up what I'm going to tell you about Mac Jones. Joe we'll Burrow and Justin Herbert. I think we can all say that those guys are going to be around for a long time. So they're both passes. My, the big question is the third guy, the guy that was praised for quite some time for being going to be maybe the number one pick, the savior for the Miami Dolphins. Well, two attacks the past couple weeks has looked good. Has played his part. Yes, he has played the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars in back-to-back weeks, and they are both losses, but he has played his part. Had some bad throws in both games, but he's played his part. My question to you guys, where do we stand with two attacks? Is it a pass or is it a fail, or do we get an incomplete for Tua? Go ahead, Joe. I mean, you probably got something more. to. My Here's my issue. Look, the last two weeks have been the two best games of his entire career. Maybe those Deshaun Watson rumors are, are getting to him, and, and he knows he's really got to step it up. Because so far, it has been an incomplete. Um, he's been hurt. My my biggest fear about Tua, and and I still have them, is that the those great skill set we saw at Alabama, that's not translating in the NFL. He's not nearly the dynamic superstar he was at Alabama. Um, and it's not because of the hip. So my thought is that that skill set just isn't working in the NFL. Him in the pocket throwing the football the last two weeks, he's been fantastic. I, I think they, you know, they really got to figure out if, if is this sustainable? Can he be the guy that, that drops back? And, and is he, are they going to be successful with him in the long run? I'm not sure that, that they're going to come to that conclusion but so far obviously this this has been a terrible fail i i would put it this way it's an incomplete two things i'd like to see from the miami dolphins one let's get a better offensive line all right because they're not they don't protect well they have regressed look at the dolphins we all probably had the dolphins close or in the playoffs this season they have regressed as an organization their defense has we thought the defense would be top five this year we thought they would be their defense is is not good at all. They have two cornerbacks. They pay a, foul, a million zillion bucks and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, and they're garbage, all right? They don't have any pass rush. They don't stop anyone on defense, so it puts pressure on the offense. You know what else I like to see? And I think, we, Joe, you've talked about this in the same way you talk about Baker Mayfield. Let's let's get a running game for Tua, huh? Let's get a real running back. Let's get a guy who can ground and pound week, and then we can run play action. You know what I mean? And then we can roll out and we can run waggles because you got Waddle. You got the deep track, all right? You got Devontae Parker. I don't even know if he's still playing uh, the one they drafted, they took from the Texans. I'm drawing a blank. Well, no, he's currently out right now. He's still out, whatever. He's been out. He's in trouble. He's doing whatever dumb things. Let's develop. Let's, you got to look at two as he's not Burrow and Herbert, okay? Not a lot of guys are. There's very few guys that can just sit back in the pocket and throw the ball 40, 50, 40, 50 times without. Josh Allen's that special guy. Tom Brady. Listen, Tua's not that guy. Tua's closer to Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, guys that need running games and need pieces around them to be successful. So I'd like to say, let's get a running back, not Miles Gaskin. Let him be the third down. Let's get a real running back. You know what I mean? Imagine if Tua was like on the Titans where he had Derrick Henry to feed the ball and then he could run play action to A.J. Brown and, and and um, excuse me, and Julio. Like, let's, let's think about that not every quarterback is going to be able to just sit back in the pocket and throw the ball 50 times. Let's get a okay. good running game. Let's get a better offensive line. Let's get a defense. Listen, part of the success of the Bengals, Joe Mixon's a good running back, catches the ball and runs the ball really well. Top five running back in the league. Also, their defense is much more improved. They're only giving up 18 and a half points a game. They're top 10 in defense and pressures, sacks. They are improved. So Burrow is not playing down 30 to 10 all the time and having to throw the ball. And you know what I mean? Because Joe said it earlier. Tua got a weapon in Waddle. You like that. But their offensive line and they don't have a running game. Let's get a running back. That's why, Trev, I remember you saying, imagine if they drafted Najee Harris. 
if they were able to get him. You know what I mean? Now you put they Najee. Had, what do you mean? They had the opportunity. They didn't draft him. They took uh, Jalen well, Phillips. I'm, I'm losing play, a track. Can I uh, just offer up a little something about Justin Herbert? <laughs> Justin Herbert's rating is 98.8. That's 13th in the league. It's right behind Teddy Bridgewater and David Carr. His QBR David is 10th. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, sorry, David's always going to be on my mind. Uh, his QBR rating, he's 10th in the league. He's right behind Ryan Tannehill and Jameis Winston. See, I don't even look at that okay. stuff as loud because you no, and, and 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 but but there's a reason that they have those numbers. Okay, the bigger thing for me though, Teddy, 14 touchdowns, four picks, a four and two record, and improved. That, that to me, that improved. to me yeah. is all that matters. He's technically not playing as well as he did last year, but they're winning more games than they did last year. That's what I'm more concerned about. Joe Burrow, as I said earlier, dude, this Jamar Chase thing to me, pairing the, these two guys up again, the greatest thing that I think the Bengals could have done for, for Joe Burrow. Okay. I was very concerned about Joe in that short stint last year. I didn't love a lot of what I saw. I do like what I've saw so far this year. And, and I, like I said last week, to me, that was that was one of those games where, you know, you turn the corner. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Now, before let's we move let's on, finish, let yeah, me finish just, up, finish up with just, the 2021 class because here's how I want to say this quickly for the 2020. Most of them are going to be TBD right now. Zach Wilson's playing with a god awful team. I know he's gonna ha- he's gonna be forced into it. And I said this was gonna be a tough tough situation for him because he didn't have a a, a real backup quarterback in that start and coming into the season. Justin Fields, they need a new coaching staff. Matt Nagy's exper- his tenure should be done very soon. Trey Lance could be the biggest question mark because I don't know what's going to happen with that 49er team moving on out. Jimmy G doesn't look good right now. Their offensive line is is vastly di- digressed. And then Trey Lance, we don't know about him. Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine. They just got to build pieces around him, get offensive line help, add to that defense, get some weapons. That t- Trevor Lawrence is going to be fine in Jacksonville for however long. The big question is Mac Jones. That's what it comes down to because he's been playing for a team that – Looks like it's going to possibly contend in the AFC. They're winning games. I know they beat the Jets, and it's the Jets. But still, he's been playing well this season. He hasn't given you a reason to say, I don't like him, and I'm not a fan of him. He's fitting the Patriot mold. He's fitting the Patriot way. Matt Jones is 13th in the league in passing yards, nine touchdowns, six picks. Again, to me, he looks like uh, he doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't look like a guy who's lost or overwhelmed. We've seen a little bit of that with both Wilson and uh, and with Fields, where you're you're clearly watching a rookie uh, who's not being protected. And I'm not going to get into those guys because I, I don't think it's fair. Um, dude, this guy's accuracy is all pro. He's hitting 70% of his passes. He's fourth in the league behind Kyler, Dak, and Russell. I know he's not sexy, but this guy's getting better week to week. He learns lessons. He's as smart as they come. Take a look at his numbers. Compare him to Ryan Tannehill. These guys' numbers are on par or back is slightly better in every single category. Ryan Tannehill, as far as I'm concerned, is a really good quarterback. And if that's what the Patriots got, somebody on par or better than Tannehill, I think Mac Jones is going to be all right. Yeah, if it wasn't for a late fumble in week one against Miami and you know Dallas scoring a late touchdown, they would have two more wins on their their record. Uh, you know, and and almost, you know, Mac Jones the box. <laughs> exactly, and they and they had Miami. And listen, Mac Jones, he, Trev, you said it perfectly. He is fitting the Patriot way, and 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 he's playing above his rookie status. And uh, and think about this: they're only going to get better, and he's yeah. only going to get better. And a yeah. lot of that I said before, and I'll end it on this: it goes with coaching. All right. You can't name me a stud receiver. They don't have a receiver. They don't have a Jamar Chase. And the dynamic duos that we're going to talk about on Friday, go find him one of these in the next two or three years and watch how much that offense opens up. They're doing with running backs and tight ends and whatever else you can find. 100% agree, Sander. Get him an elite offensive weapon. Absolutely. Yes. But to Sander's previous comment, let's not put so much on a win versus the Jets. Look, he put up 54 points. Well, he did. did he play the whole game? Did he play the whole um, game? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, and look, I'll tell you what. Here's the other thing. 
and I, I've had Damian Harris in, 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 on, my, on my fantasy team for a couple of years now. And I've been waiting for the day where Bill just hands this guy the goddamn ball and lets him run. He was outstanding this week. They put up 54 points. Matt Jones looked like Tom Brady last week. They were tremendous. Why he continues to hand the ball to everybody else and he puts the ball in, in Harris's hands 10, 10, 11 times a game, I don't get it. You got a stud back right there. Use them. All right, so now that we got all the quarterback classes from 18 to 2021, there are some passes. There are some incompletes. Didn't think about that, actually. And then there was, sadly, some fails in those quarterback classes. Let's close out with this. We did our power rankings earlier, but I want to get very quickly to this point because Ted's got to go to work soon, so we have a time restraint. So let's finish this really close. Let's finish this quickly. Who currently is the best team in the AFC and NFC. It's, it seems like, oh, well, it could be this or that. I could look at our power rankings. And if so, you could check it out early in the show after this, if you didn't get to see it. But this is a toss-up because you have you have five teams, maybe six teams legitimately in the AFC, and you have about five or six teams or five teams legitimately. All right, so go on, Mr. E's demand. It's, it's the Bengals and the Cardinals because I just did this while you were talking, and I went through every team. The Bengals are the most complete team right now in the AFC because their defense is not liability. They can run the ball with Joe Mixon, and they can throw the ball all over the field with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins, and you have to account for all three of those receivers. Plus, now their tight end has been a, a big part of their game the last three or four weeks. Go look at his numbers. I should have picked him up off the waiver wire when I'm like, ah, oh, he had two touchdowns against the Jags. It was luck of the draw. He's put up like five touchdowns in the last three weeks. He's been a great pickup of the tight end. And if he can start playing, that offense will be dominant. And they went, went into Baltimore, and they beat Baltimore like Baltimore beats everyone up. They beat them up. They bullied them. And that's something you're not used to seeing the Bengals. And the reason why I'm saying the Cardinals is because they're the most complete team because they can run the football. They spread the thing. They have two running backs that can run – going to have close to 800 yards and Chase Edmonds and, and, and Connor. They could throw the ball. Christian Kirk actually is second in the team in receptions and yards behind DeAndre Hopkins. They still have A.J. Green, and they have Rondell Moore, and they have Kyler Murray, and their defense is opportunistic. And they're running the ball effectively, and they, too, with Connor. And they and have Edmonds. pass rushers. And J.J.Y. has been a leader and a force on that defense line and with Chandler Jones and their linebackers and – they seem to be the most complete team because if you go to the the Buccaneers, you're like, oh, the secondary is weak, and you can play the game. But right now on October 26th, I'm going to go with the Bengals and the AFC, which is surprising. But And I'll go with the Cardinals because they're, okay. they're, they haven't lost, and they dominate, and they played an awful game this week in week one. And then no. the next thing you know, they were up by 25 points. Joe, remember when I said this was going to be quick? I let Ted go first. That's the problem. It's never quick with Ted. But I'm done now, so um, shut up and go on. My, my – my my NFC team is the Rams, uh, who did already lose once to Arizona. I think they get them back second time through because I think by the time they face each other in December, I think the I think the Cardinals will have dropped a, a couple by that point and yeah. might not look as great as they look right now. Uh, but Matthew Stafford is the real deal. Uh, that defense is tremendous. Stay louder, hey, look, stay louder. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I got a lot riding on this. <laughs> I got a lot riding on this dude. Uh, when the Giants and the Rams played, uh, I put all my money on the Rams, and I thought if the Giants win, I'll be thrilled to death. Even though I'll lose my bet, it doesn't matter. I don't mind being wrong. Listen, it, to me, it was on Matthew Stafford to prove the kind of quarterback he was. It's not on me. I, I I wasn't a terrible quarterback for eight years in Detroit. He was, so it's on him to show us how good this guy can be. And he's been. He's been everything and more for this team. That defense is so good. The pass rush is sick. I, I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking anybody's going to beat the Rams. In the AFC, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. That This is a team that's been there the last couple of years. Derrick Henry is the best running back in football. Bye. That's the end of the sentence. Yeah. I don't want to hear about McCaffrey or Kamara or Barkley. I mean, Kamara's really good. It's not even close. <laughs> I, I, I mean, For Christ's sake, he threw more touchdowns than Mahomes did this week. I what mean, else do you want him to do? What else do you want him to do? Nothing. He got to throw one to himself next because he'll do it. You know the D-Train will do it. I'm going to say, look, I, I think right now Tannehill 
and having Julio and A.J. Brown, I, I just think that offense, I think they can keep up with anybody. That was the concern last year was if you could stop Henry, that you could stop this offense. It's going to be a lot harder to stop this offense with both those stud receivers. I think their defense is good enough. And, I again, I think just built on experience, I think these guys are going to be battling it out with the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Okay. I got – first of all, you already know who I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. They're, I, I've seen it before, and tell me – give me something else. Oh, funny fact for you. You know how everybody's all loving the uh, Cardinals right now. Well, at this time last year, there were three teams that were unbeaten. The Titans, the Steelers, and the Seahawks. I don't know how many times all together, how many times they won a postseason game last year? Zero. Exactly. It's not in November, it's not in October. I want to see it consistent. They've been great. Don't get me wrong. But I want to see it when you go into December and if and looking like January possibly this year. I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers. You have the GOAT. You have a guy that's 44 freaking years old and still dominating the league, picking apart the league, literally wearing his hat backwards now. He's just cool, calm, and collected, like always. You have a great coach, and when they get healthy, they're the best team in football. It's just they're not healthy right now, but they're still <laughs> excellent. And they're still exceptional, and they're still kicking the crap out of everybody. In the AFC, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. The reason I'm not picking the Bill, uh, Bengals, I'm not picking specifically the Bengals, and I know Ted's really high on them, I don't trust their coach. That's their weakness. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I trust everything about the Dallas Cowboys in the sense of what they have talent-wise. I don't trust their coach. I, I trust the talent on the Bengals. I don't trust their coach. Vrabel, Vrabel's, it, it could be sometimes of up and down. I, I don't know about Vrabel. Baltimore, you already got John Harbaugh, who's amazing and an excellent coach. Sean McDermott, ever since he's come to Buffalo, their defense is nasty. They've gotten better each year. Oh, and everybody wants to say their run game sucks. Well, you know how, you know they're in the top 10, actually, in rushing yards per game, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. They're currently, they're seventh in the league in rushing yards per game. And everybody wants to bash their run game, but they're seventh currently in the NFL rushing. Well, that's a really good running back by committee situation. No, I, I know. Many still, other, you know, right? Not a lot of, but it's easy to think it's not good because you you don't have that one not, guy yeah. hitting 100 yards. Exactly. You, you don't you have got that three guys hitting 140 combined. But your oh, yeah. starting quarterback running for 70 of it. Hey, guess what? It doesn't matter. You don't. Well, I know okay. it works. It's okay. Well, let me finish off with. It's okay if you don't have a guy like Derrick Henry or Kamara or McCaffrey or guys like that. Zeke. It's okay if you have a running back commit by committee, and if it's still working, the stat speaks for itself. They're in don't the you remember when the Saints won the uh, Super Bowl? They had Deuce McAllister. They had Pierre, they had Pierre, uh, Pierre, Pierre Thomas, Thomas, which who I had in fantasy did? that year. Who else? Yeah, who else? I forgot. I think they had another guy, but I forgot. Yes, Deuce they did McCallister. have another one. I can't remember. But they had three running backs. Son of a gun. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because I said it. Oh, my son of a nutcracker. You're going to say it, Ted. You better know it. I wish Pat Clapp was watching. He'd probably know. I, I'm surprised we don't know. All right, before we close out, the fall classic starts tonight. Let's make our predictions quick. Who do we have? How many games? MVP. I know it's it's a World Series that could be different, but we'll see. Do you know? I want to give you one quick stat. Do you know? Oh snap! Here he goes. Do you know that the Braves? It took 111 games for them to finally cross the above 500 mark. Yeah, August 6th. August 6th. The longest time in baseball history that a team that made the World Series to get above 500. Why not? You know what? I want to pick. I was going to pick Houston because they're the better team, but why not? Hell with them. We're all on the Braves. We're all on the Braves. Yeah, we're, all, we're all on the Braves. We're all on the Braves. They're all in game six, too. Braves in a sweep. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're damn right we're all going. We're not. There's nobody on this panel that's picking up the Astros. Sorry. Don't care for them. I picked the Boston Red Sox, so what makes you think that I was going to pick the Atlanta or the Houston Astros? I'm hoping the Atlanta Braves pull up Washington Nationals and uh, make a huge comeback like they did in the season that Nationals did, and they end up winning the World Series. Well, that'd be and great. Going, Another uh, – and, yeah. and they won in game seven. I'm rooting for Freddie Freeman, one of the best players during our time. And hopefully he can win. Maybe he looking like he can maybe win another MVP again, back to back. And I hope he can win his first World Series. No, just forget about Houston. Just forget about them. 
Unless I'm, going with the Atlanta, I'm going with the Atlanta Braves in seven. I hope it's a classic series, though. I'm intrigued by it. It's an interesting series in the sense of you get to see something different. I know the Astros are back, but you get to see the Atlanta Braves. I haven't seen them since 1999. Now we get to see them. You can't do that, Ted. That's offensive. You can't do that nowadays. Don't do that. Yes, it's offensive. Can. Yes, you can. In Atlanta, you no, can. Moving, there's also a couple guys that are moving for Brian Forster is a big Braves fan. Manny, or uh, our cousin's uh, husband, Manny, big Braves oh, yeah. fan as well. I'm moving for you guys oh, as well. We got family. Oh, we got our uh, cousin Frankie, cousin Frankie down in Atlanta. Thank oh yeah, we got the Atlanta, we got the Atlanta family down there too. So we got a root for the Atlanta Braves. I hope it's a good series. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be back on Friday to discuss our top three. We're giving only three. We're gonna give our top three quarterback, receiver, dynamic duels currently in the NFL. Talk about the world recap. The Thursday night game. We're not going to be on before the Thursday night game. So we will recap the Packers Cardinals, what to make of that game. We'll also talk about the Cowboys Vikings, maybe as well. And what's the other big game? Is there other big games? Oh, we got the Giants on Monday night. We'll talk about the Giants on Monday night, too. Going into Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot going on. NBA back in back in action. We'll talk about that in the next coming weeks. But we are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcast and cruise control city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, Keys to the City. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.